0: we Hey everyone, it's Yasmeen Shaha back for another weekly episode of the She Speaks Diversity podcast series. Our guest today is author Naveen Shabna. She has her Masters of Arts in English and Naveen is a high school English teacher, a mother, and an author of the perfectly crafted novel Secrets Under the Olive Tree. She is here today to talk with us all about her. Naveen, welcome to the She Speaks Diversity podcast series. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So I actually met Naveen back when I was in high school. I was a junior in high school when she came and she spoke all about her book, Secrets Under the Olive Tree, which I was a huge fangirl. I absolutely (laughs) loved her and I still do love her. She's amazing and you guys are going to love this conversation. So let's dive right into it. Sounds good. So to start, when were you first introduced to creative writing?
1: I think for me, creative writing was something that I I delved in as a child. I know most writers will say, you know, I've been writing since I was a baby. But for me, I just, my earliest years were me writing as soon as I could write words, write stories, and um, fill notebooks with stories. But in terms of creative writing or being taught creative writing, probably um, through my literature classes in high school is when I started to love literature and my Opened up my mind to the way that we can use words and using words creatively instead of an academic writing But I never actually took a creative writing class Mm -hmm. And so um, other than my all my English classes in college and my concentration on minority literature, which I loved um, So for me, it
0: was the reading that was teaching me to be a writer Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite work or like a favorite novel per se?
1: It's so hard. It's like asking me which one of my children are my favorite, <laughs> which they ask me all the time. Um, I, I don't have a favorite novel. I have lots of favorite novels. I have authors that I really admire and respect. Um, and those, you know, when I think of when I think of the writers who you know have inspired me or inspired my works, um, I definitely think of um, Toni Morrison. Um, I think of Maya Angelou, um, Jhumpa Lahari, um uh, Hadid Husseini, um, you know, and and all the classics in terms of you know just in terms of craft and and you know whether we're talking about postmodernist literature or, or contemporary novels. So I, I think the the works have inspired me and and opened up my eyes in in terms of how I can use words um, and not to limit myself to a very focused or particular style. So I I like to still play around with you know my writing and I think that's fun.
0: Do you write any other forms of literature besides um like novels and creative writing? i i write poetry but i don't share it
1: oh why not (laughs) poetry is still very intimate i don't write a lot of poetry but the poetry that i do write uh sometimes i put it in my novels or i I, you know i kind of intersperse it that way um i academic writing i do uh, a lot of in terms of um you know sharing you know ideas or works i did that in my master's and um i'm you know going to start a phd program so there'll be more academic writing for me as well um so in that you that world of, of writing um but other than that it's it's novels I my novels start out as a short story and they become novels so I haven't like tried to keep it a short story but something I might play around in the future I do diversity and inclusion training as well and so um, it's kind of like meshing these two worlds together um, that I love. So right now all my three worlds are kind of coming to, um, you know, this k- kind of point in my life where my writing, my diversity work, and now my teaching are all being meshed together. And I could look at all of them um, in one space uh, instead of being pulled into three different spaces, if that makes any sense.
0: Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so when you, when way back to like, when you were younger, Mm -hmm. when did you first write something that really spoke to you?
1: Um, I remember, and this is like such a funny story, but I remember being... um it had to be in the fifth or sixth grade, and there was this, like, junior authors. Do you remember, like, the junior author contest? I don't know if they had them at your schools, but in my elementary school, they had it. And I wrote a story, and I didn't want to enter the story. I was, like, really scared to, you know, enter the story into um, the, the contest. But I remember my friends reading the story, and they're like, this is so good and um, really encouraging me to enter it. I didn't know that when you enter the story, you actually have to create the whole book and, like, make it fancy and make it look nice. And so I just entered the story, and I didn't win. Um, but I remember, um, you know, the my, my classmates were really upset, like, in terms of, like, oh, my gosh, this was so good. Why didn't you win? And the, the girl who did win, you know, her parents had bought her all these beautiful supplies, and they had this beautiful crafted book, and it looked lovely. And, you know, you could tell they spent hours and hours on it, and mine didn't because I didn't know that that was part of the... I, di- wasn't, I didn't intend on submitting it, but my friends wanted me to... Um, And then the librarian had made an announcement that they had to take into account the cover and all of those things. And um, she looked at me and was like, you know, we had to take into account the cover. And basically, this is why you lost. But that's the first time that it was like, wow, you're a really good writer. And to have your peers encourage your writing is a big deal because I think, you know, it takes a lot, I think, for peers to encourage Mm -hmm. um, other people, especially when it comes to writing. Um, So for that, for me, was uh, really kind of, you know, gratifying. Um, and then just my teacher's responses to my writing in terms of to liter- my responses to literature and things like that were very encouraging.
0: Right. And in terms of encouragement, I can totally understand because um, being in college, um, having encouragement from family and friends is always very helpful. And you being even a high school teacher, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen examples of where maybe you wish people could encourage like their peers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's talk about your novel. Okay. So, Secrets Under the Olive Tree. Mm -hmm. What's Secrets Under the Olive Tree all about to people who haven't read the book? So, it's about a young girl
1: um, named Layla, whose entire childhood is shrouded in mystery. She doesn't understand why people whisper around her or um, even, you know, do side glances to her mother. um, And her father... uh, just has a grudge towards her, almost like he's angry at her for something that she has no idea what it is. Um, so she grows up around this, um, and as a as an adult woman. So the book has flashbacks from Layla's childhood and um, her being as an adult. But her father's death um, prompts her to kind of revisit her past um, and to c- confront it, um, and to confront you know what what are these things in my life that you know I never understood before. Um, we know in the book that as an adult she was ostracized from her family. So at one point she leaves home. Um, she's uh, completely rejected by uh, her father and her, and her mom. And as Layla starts to uh, confront her past and confront the secrets, um, she finds out that uh, the issues that she's dealt with in her life preceded her time. And it's almost like generational pain that was passed on. Um, and then she sets out to... Uh, unravel uh, the mystery so there's about five secrets that are unraveled in the book until you get to the end um, you know she ends up confronting uh, <coughs> confronting the tragedies um, that were beyond her doing and then you know making, um, and it 's in an attempt to kind of make peace with her life so it 's hard to talk about the book because i don 't want to reveal anything right, yeah. um, but that 's the best way I can um, describe it and For many uh, many readers, uh, they find the book to be cathartic because the book works through pain, so um, there 's lots of pain in the book, and so Layla works through her pain um, in order to come to a point of uh, acceptance and peace. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about how the book formed? So the book formed, like I said, it actually started out as a short story. Mm -hmm. Um, It really started out as a short story about a girl who... um, Sat under a table, and while well, her mom and and neighbors made wadi k like the the dish with the grape leaves that you roll up in this time consuming dish, and she's absorbing all of the the thoughts and the ideas of the women around her. She's learning from them, um, while she's you know kind of sneakily sitting there, acting like she's not listening. And then from there, the the story grew. Um, I just kept adding to it and kept expanding it. Now, what a lot of people don't know, and I don't think I've even told you this, but the first draft of Secrets Under the Olive Tree was just this like really pretty story. <laughs> and it didn't have <laughs> much trauma or much conflict and... Um, it was a, I had pulled aspects of my own life, like Chicago and things like even about my own family 's life in it and it was just this really pretty story and um, I submitted it and for you know I thought, okay, you know what I wrote it, I might as well submit it, and I had agents write me back and say, This is really pretty' And this is lovely, but you have no conflict, and um, you need conflict. Like, if you don't have conflict, what are you trying to say? So there was conflict in the book, but not, not anywhere as near as where, you know, um, you know, the final draft of the book. So I, that hurt a little bit, because I was like, oh, okay, well, I need to write conflict, and I need to think about what, what, how is going to grow, because the book that I had written was this really pretty book, but not much conflict in there. So as the book started to... That's when I really started to kind of pay attention to some of the issues going on in our community. Um, and, you know, being in the, this community for a very long period of time and also being someone who served on lots of committees, whether through different mosques or through different organizations, um, you know, uh, or even just people who have just kind of sought, sought me out for advice or sought me out for, you know, just help or students. I started to pay attention to those, and I thought, okay, I don't want to just write conflict in this book. I want to write... Um, stories that, you know, people can grow and benefit from and, and think about. And um, so I decided, you know, uh, so I don't want you to think I just threw conflict in there. I decided what kind of conversation do do I want this book to elicit? And that's when I drew in the different types of conflict in the book um, and kind of, you know, picked and, and, and chose different types of issues Um And within the book, addressing the the stereotypes as well. So, you know, there are these conflicts in the book with these Palestinian characters like, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, domestic abuse, rape, right? There's all these big, heavy topics in the book. But then also addressing the stereotypes um, and making sure that those stereotypes are not what's perpetuated in the book. And so... um, you know th- that's kind of how the, the the book grew and i'm happy for it i mean i'm happy for it. and this is why criticism and rejection is not a bad thing mm-hmm. um because if i had not received that criticism if i had not received those rejections in terms of you know you need to write some conflict um the book wouldn't have been what it, what it is today
0: and the book is amazing today you. you're so kind thank you absolutely so what would you say is the most challenging part about creating a story
1: um, I think that creating stories like in terms of writing a story is wonderful like that's the fun part right mm-hmm. um, so we writers um, have thousands of stories in their head um, so we're never short of stories they're there there's a million going on there's thousands of ideas going on um, and then there's the sitting down and then crafting the story and that for me is fun I love that my favorite part is sitting and crafting the story could do that for hours I've done that for hours um, the editing is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And then that's going back with and, and closely looking at your work um, and really considering also you know, at the heart of what is your book trying to tell? What story is it trying to tell? And the hard part in these days is that a lot of writers look at what's marketable because you want to write what's marketable because you want to get published. But at the same time, what if that's not at the heart of your story? Mm-hmm. So what if you're choosing a story that's not marketable? And, uh, you know, my thing is you you really have to write the story that you want to write. And I believe in the long run that will be rewarded and that will pay off. So editing would be the the hard part in terms of going through it. um, But then also thinking about what is the story that you're trying to tell? Like, what is it that you want to convey to the reader? Um, by the end of this book and then trusting that however the reader takes it you have to be okay with that too. It's like bringing a child into the world. Yeah. It really is and then you have to kind of like let it free and, and, and let people experience it their own way. So were you nervous to release your book to the public? Yeah because at that point my all my writing was mostly for myself or my professors or teachers or you know um, and so I was nervous especially with the different topics that are in the book um, and um, and, and once I started writing those topics in the book, once I s- created the conflict that, that needed to be there, um, I also didn't want to sugarcoat it. And I also didn't want to um, insult anyone's experience. Um, and so I wanted to, to do justice by that. So I did a lot of research in terms of survivor stories and, um, you know, uh, domestic abuse and things like that. So I did a lot of my research. I um you know, read many, many, many different accounts and, and tried to do justice to those topics. So um, that was really important to me. And the rewarding part of that about that was that I did get so many emails and so many um, messages, and that said, that was me. That was my life. I experienced that. Or um, one of the most chilling things I, I received. Um, was a woman who told me like if you if it wasn't that you I don't know you and she was from London she's like I don't know you and we've never met I would have thought that you were there because that's how close you know to some of the things in the book were to her own life so that for me was you know rewarding and um, you know as a a writer to be able to do justice to those topics and then capture those in a a way that um, doesn't demean or belittle or insult anyone's experience
0: that's I love that yeah. I love the fact that like you're not so to say being hypocritical like you're actually looking into the things that you're definitely. writing definitely that, and that's something that people should always do when mm-hmm. they put something out there definitely so what's it like knowing that for instance you mentioned somebody in London mm-hmm. even read your story what's mm-hmm. it like knowing somebody yeah. on the other side of the world is reading yeah. your work that's it's um you know it it opens your world
1: to you. And I know, like, you know, with the Internet, you know, and with social media, we have access to all these different people. But there's something different about, like, this is a book that you've written, and someone on the other side of the world is, you know, reading your book and responding to it. So I love that. I love getting, like, let, you know, messages or emails from, like, Malaysia or um, South Africa or Nigeria. or And I'm thinking, wow, somewhere in this. Sometimes it's, like, a little town or... That my books there and someone picked it up and someone read it and I think that's like th- the coolest thing ever um it's so rewarding and it's so it's a blessing truly a blessing and definitely one of the the highlights of of writing is getting um reader feedback and getting readers who um reach out and I read everything every single thing that someone has sent me I read and I try to respond um you know as as quick as possible and 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 you know in a way that um shows my gratitude uh, for someone caring enough to to pick up the book to read and then to write to me.
0: Right. And you deserve all (laughs) the love for that. You (laughs) put a lot of work into it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I remember when you came to my high school, you were telling us all about the hours that you put into it and all the different drafts that you made and the editing and, and how, like, you were the way you were speaking, you were so proud of what you did. And yeah. that, to me, is, like, the most rewarding part. If you're not happy with what you're doing, why are you doing it, yeah, you know? Exactly. Who was the first person to read Secrets Under the Olive Tree?
1: Um, I could say one of the, well, definitely, um, I can't remember because I have two sisters who read my work. They're, like, part of my readers. So they're, like, my two sisters who I trust to read my work. And so I... Pretty much give it to them at the same time, I believe, um, or I'll send them to it at the same time. But they have been pivotal in terms of um, just being my first readers, you know. And um, and then I have a, a couple of uh, close friends who also um, read it. Um, what draft they read, which one they read, I can't even tell you. Um, I know my sisters read multiple drafts of of the book um, and gave me their feedback and, and things like that. Um, but for the and and it's not that even uh when you give it to readers it's not even that it's just seeing it through their eyes and uh figuring it out you know figuring out how they're figuring it out if that makes any sense so I'm assessing them it's funny because they're reading my book and I'm assessing them reading my book Mm -hmm. and where they're at in the book and whether or not they, especially with secrets and theology, like, did you, can you figure out the secret before the end of the book was a big thing for me because I didn't want that, um, and so like, no, nobody ever has. That was mind blown. <laughs> yeah, no one ever <laughs> has. It's, like, completely out of, like, left field. It's completely, you know, so no one ever has. I mean, and I think once you read the ending, then you're like, oh, and then you go back. But then until you get to that ending, like, you have no clue. And that's important to me. And that's what's important. In my second novel, it was the same thing, um, which, you know, I just finished. And I just finished editing it, which was, you know, a very long process. Um But that was my big thing was, can you figure out the ending? And so far, so good. Like, no one has. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's actually what I was going to ask next. So when can we expect to have another novel
1: from you? So the novel's finished. It's edited. um, It's, you know, being sent out. So I'm just waiting for responses. So inshallah, soon. Um, And it's a long process. And I think that's what a lot of people don't um, sometimes, you know, understand, uh, is that writing in itself, the writing is a long process. But also I do work a full-time job a um, couple of full-time jobs actually because I have been with Secrets Under Theology it's opened up this world of um, public speaking that I've been doing so I have been going around the country I have been doing different public speaking um, I've been doing diversity and inclusion in fact I um, am you know uh, get, I'm certified in that now so um, you know so that's kind of a couple of things that I've been doing so in addition to my public speaking and teaching um, and then writing uh, you know that all you know kind of takes a takes its part from my time but I'm happy to say I finished this book and it, multiple drafts of this one as well but I'm really, really proud of it and I'm excited to share it. I can't wait to share it with everyone because I think if you like Secrets Under the Olive Tree um, if you like secrets in books <laughs> this one definitely has it.
0: All right. So is there anything that you can possibly tease at us about the next book? Um, well, I could tell you a little bit. So
1: um, title I don't tell until it's actually getting published um, but it is, um, it's based in uh, New York City. Uh, it's um, Uh, Palestinian-Egyptian, you know, half-Palestinian, half-Egyptian main character, and um, she grows up uh, around tragedy, and she doesn't understand why, and so, um, you know, she kind of navigates of, like, why do bad things happen to her family, and the common, you know, sometimes common Muslim thing that people say is, like, it's, you know, it's hasad, like, it's you're being jinxed, or um, you're being cursed, or someone has done this curse on you, and and she thinks, "Well, are we?" And so part of this is now her navigating uh, why this is. Why do these tragedies keep befalling us? Is it something that um, someone has done to us, or is there something larger to it? And so, similarly, uh, you know, she ends up like uncovering reasons for why tragedies keep befalling her family. Um, that's probably as much
0: as I can say. She's really cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited to read it. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So. What does being a diverse woman mean to you? Um,
1: I think the the main, and especially when we use diversity, when we use the word um, diverse, I think um, because we're, and you as well, we're outwardly diverse, right? So there's diversity that people can't tell. Some people can't tell your ethnicity or your culture or or your religion, by the way that you look. They can guess. Um, But for us, we're outward, right? And so people can tell who we are. And so part of being that is... um, being out, especially in, in what I do, um, whether I'm in front of the classroom or I'm, I'm in front of an audience or through my writing or or even through like a podcast like this, right, um, that I'm I'm being authentically myself. And if that crushes stereotypes, great. If it doesn't, then um, th- that's not my problem, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not my it's not my job to go out and crush stereotypes. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I do. The other point zero 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 one percent is that those people are are unwilling to even accept it. It's not having to compromise my faith, my religion, my ethnicity. It's not having to compromise. It's its being completely okay and comfortable with being uh, an American, Muslim, Arab woman. And if people are not okay with that, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And if they are okay with it and they embrace it, then I'm, I'm happy and content. Um, and if people want to learn about it and they're genuine about it, I'm so happy to oblige. Um, but it's just kind of being grounded in in who I am and that takes time I mean I just want to say that because I think when you're younger you're you're juggling all these identities and you're trying to figure out how do they all fit in but I think that takes time as a woman to kind of feel you know completely comfortable in your own skin for so many reasons Um, but that is you know what a diverse
0: woman means to me. Thank you, Naveen, so much for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so everybody should definitely pick up a copy of Secrets Under the Olive Tree. And we're all looking forward to her next novel. And you guys can follow She Speaks Diversity on Instagram at She Speaks Diversity. And you can subscribe by simply putting your email in on the website. And like us on Facebook at She Speaks Diversity. This is Yasmeen Shekha with She Speaks Diversity. Happy Friday.